Welcome to The Internship Show, where each week we explore the ins and outs of early talent programs at companies of all sizes across the globe. Early talent fuels businesses from startups to the Fortune 500. We're here to provide the information you need to stay informed on all of the amazing opportunities that exist. I'm Parker Pell, and this week I spoke with Nicole Wright from Gusto. She is passionate about creating meaningful recruiting and work experiences for early career talent. She hopes to create guidance and clarity for students trying to navigate their first career and their professional life after college. Nicole, thanks so much for taking the time and joining the show today. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. So we're so excited to have you here to represent Gusto. But first, I really want to dive a little bit deeper into your background. What has your journey been like into early talent that has really brought you into the position now that you have a Gusto? Yeah, that's a great question. So I'll say this may be similar to other recruiters that you've talked to that I kind of fell into recruiting by accident. Um, I didn't really know that it was like a career path. And I especially didn't know like university recruiting or early career talent recruiting was a thing. Um, It was kind of by a weird stroke of luck and timing, I think, that I fell into it, but I'm really glad I did. So I have a background in film production. I still like help friends out, but I just realized it just wasn't really sustainable for me and my family. And so can still do that uh, as a hobby and just shifted more into like a professional setting. And I was working at a relocation company and long story short, I got contacted by another relocation company, went through a process and then just realized in general, I was looking for more out of what I was doing. And it landed me over at Western Digital, even though that wasn't the original company I worked like applied for, like it just through a series of weird circumstances, my uh, resume landed there and um, I, they're like, yeah, we need a coordinator on the university recruiting team. And I was like, oh, well, a lot of the work is similar to what I already was doing. And it kind of just escalated into this, like, oh, there's so many things to do. I utilize my film background and like working with um, like our batch days or super day process that we had there. I helped like create this like welcome video and presentation and like all these different things that not only was I helping, I just realized I love like the intern population in particular. And so it was just a really cool experience. Like, wait, I really love this and I want to continue doing this. And then ultimately what brought me to Gusto, it just, they had a really unique employee value proposition. I never interviewed with a company that had such a unique and for lack of a better word, magical culture. Um, (laughs) So I um, was really excited to sign on and Obviously, the year 2020 for most people was kind of a year of like, I guess the positive is a year of a lot of change for everybody. And I was no stranger to that. I've been through like four managers up until this point and I've um, just completed my first year. But ultimately, I think I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. I'm on the team I'm supposed to be. And um, I've been able to really like step in and kind of like step in, step up and like provide leadership and guidance and like strategic advising. So it's just really cool. I'm kind of the one and only right now um, for university recruiting at Gusto. And then I just work with folks as needed and kind of pull people, rope people in to help. But um really excited to help shape the direction of how we hire early career talent at Gusto and and potentially, you know, work on scaling and expanding that to include 
other avenues of early career talent. It's so great to hear that the magical culture brought you to Gusto. And we're going to dive into that later for listeners, but it's a year of change as, as everyone understands that. And that comes with students taking a step back and saying, okay, there's not going to be career fairs on campus. I'm going to have to figure out how do I navigate virtual recruitment? I would love for you to share your tips or guidance or advice for students that are listening to this and have questions, maybe a bit nervous about virtual recruitment as to how you would tell them to best put their, uh, their best foot forward and successfully navigate virtual recruitment. Yeah, that's, that's a great thought. And I will say I, I, to be honest, I think virtual recruitment was unavoidable and I really do believe that it was the wave of the future, but a lot of folks were just kind of stuck on this like quote unquote traditional way of doing things. So I think that this year kind of forced people to try something new, which to be honest, I feel like kind of levels the playing field for everybody, both students and companies, because usually it's like whatever company has the most money is like the best well-known on that campus. And it's really hard for other companies, like the fang companies, like Facebook, you know, Apple, Amazon, they all have the money to do it. Where a lot of companies don't. And sometimes that's it's a great company that you're with, but you don't always have the resources to show up on campus and like provide that brand exposure. So I think this is, I'm hoping that this is a year that really levels a playing field because in the past, um, and I'm sure some of your students have seen this too, that career fairs happen at times that not everybody can attend. They either have class they can't miss or they also support their family. So they have a job that they can't miss. And so I think in this way, I feel that everyone kind of has the same opportunity and same chance. I mean, it's all just about, I think, how proactive you're going to be. And um, so I would say don't let virtual recruiting weigh you down or make you feel like you don't have a leg up because I think everyone now is in the same exact situation and it doesn't matter what school you go to or what resources you have. I feel like everyone kind of is at the same level. Um, so I guess, you know, what you could do, what I would suggest is maybe, I think like you scholars has a platform for students, right? So I would say for students, it'd be really great to sign up with a platform, like we're using jumpstart, but scholars obviously has a great platform too, and sign up for all of them. And you're going to, a lot of companies have their own preferred platform, like we just talked about, but you're going to be able to kind of stand out in a different way. Um, and it's free for the students, right? So um, I think sign up for all the platforms because now you're going to have access to all these different companies. Um, they're really looking for you specifically, um, as well as I would say update your LinkedIn. I'm, I wouldn't put it past companies to also re- start reaching out to students more frequently on LinkedIn. And I know that career centers also are trying to partner with employers in different ways. Like I've heard some schools are like kind of merging together and having like a joint career fair type thing with like a bunch of employers at once. I think some platforms um, are even trying to like pull together multiple companies to do a panel. So that way students can like talk to multiple companies at once where maybe 
one, you know, club on campus, like ship or Nesby could only host like one company at a time or however that is. Now you get to talk to all the companies at once. So I think just seek out those different opportunities, talk to what your friends are doing, your classmates, talk to your teachers. And the other thing I recommend, and I don't know if we're going to get into this later, but um, just network. And I, I would say LinkedIn's probably the best way to do it, but the way I heard our CEO, Josh, talk about this to our interns this past summer is he's like, as a student, you kind of get a free pass to reach out to anybody that you want to on LinkedIn and just say, like, hey, I'm a student. I'm trying to be a software engineer. Um, I saw that you work at like Facebook. That's my dream company. Do you have a few minutes where I can get to know like how you got to where you are? People love being able to share career advice or talking about themselves and knowing that it's helping someone else. So I think know that as a student, you probably have a little bit better chance for people to actually respond to you. So I would say the other thing is just reach out to folks on LinkedIn that are in roles that you aspire to be in and just sit down and chat with them. And now you've kind of made like a new friend or connection that you wouldn't have had previously. Students are in such a unique position right now to be able to take advantage of that playing field that I agree that I don't think has ever been more level, regardless of who you know or where you go to school, you can click the RSVP button and sign up for a company event. But it, it really is about being intentional. Why is it so important for a student to be intentional and be proactive in their outreach when they're trying to find an internship or their first job post-grad? Yeah, I, that's, a, that's a great segue because I think some people fall into this trap. I've done it myself. I've completely fallen into this trap of just like, you think that you ha- it's about a numbers game and you have to apply to like hundreds of different roles. I would actually argue that I think the more that you do that, the more frustrated you're going to get because you realize that you might not be hearing back the way you thought. And that's probably because when you're not being intentional where you're applying, I think it's obvious through your resume a lot of the times. Um, especially like if I, well, when I was going through the job hunting process before I joined Gusto, some companies were like, oh, why are like in their questions and application, why, why this company, why are you playing here? I'll get frustrated. And then I was like, wait a second, but why am I applying here? Like, do I know the reasons why I'm applying at this company? And do I really feel like I want to be here and I can make a difference here? And like, I can also, you know, do my best work here. So if you're applying and you can't, answer that question for yourself, that probably means you shouldn't be applying at that company because once you get into the interview round, you either won't be excited, you won't know why you've applied. And that's really going to, I think, hurt your chances because you're not going to stand out as opposed to someone who that's like their dream company. And so they know all the reasons why they want to work there. Um, I don't think necessarily that you have to know every single reason, but I would say at least what I've been telling even my family when they job search, like write down a list of things that are most important to you at your next job, whether that's like values that you want to see the company live up to, or whether that's like just things like paid time off or whatever it is, like write all those down and then start looking for companies that really align to everything on your list. Um, may not be like a hundred percent, but I think once you have that, then I think it's also to your point about being proactive, it's going to make you like work that much harder and like connect with a million different people on LinkedIn just so that they'll review your application. And I think your persistence is going to be key in landing the job that um, you're most excited about. That's such great advice and being persistent in a virtual setting, you really can, everyone's expecting it. Everyone is trying to take that extra step 
because they're not in the office. And you can be on so many different virtual meetings and phone calls and just conversations in general that we've heard this word like virtual burnout and how best to avoid that so that you stay on top of on top of your game. What would you say to students as to are there some some tips or some ways to really avoid that virtual burnout so that they're staying on top of everything? Yeah, that's great. Um, before I get into that, I actually wanted to say one more thing, if that's okay, about um, kind of reaching out to folks during this virtual um, recruitment time, I guess, and also with staying persistent. I will say there is a fine line of um, being too persistent to the point where, like, I've had folks where, you know, we went through the process, unfortunately, like for whatever reason, like they weren't able to make it through um, and we're only able to provide so much information. Um, and if you keep reaching out, like, give me more information, tell me why, like sometimes that can almost backfire negatively. So just be careful with like how persistent you are. But when you are reaching out, make sure to explain kind of like why you're excited to be at that company. And I think that will definitely set you apart. And then also to your point, as you're going through this process, your classes are online and now you have to also recruit online. And there is that time where you probably are going to be fatigued. Like, I don't want to go on another video chat ever in my life. Like that's the feeling that you get to. So um, I know at our company, one of our teams actually kind of came up with some really great kind of best practices for avoiding burnout. So I guess it depends on, for instance, at your school and your class, like what they allow for, but we all get tired. And so I don't think it's horrible to say, like start the Zoom with your face on and just say, hey, you know, I'm going to, I need some time and I need to turn my video off and hopefully others will allow that to happen. Maybe not in class, but maybe in some other meetings you have, everyone understands, like we all need to be like kind of camera off sometimes. Um, the other thing that I think this is a pretty easy thing to do is take notes on paper. And then that way, when you're writing things down, you're able, your eyes can have a break from the screen and you kind of take that second to yourself and you're still working, but you also don't have to be staring <laughs> into the blue light for such a long period of time. And I know for our eyes so to avoid fatigue, that's a good thing to do. So that's one tip. Um, another tip that I'm going to say that I don't know if everyone's going to hundred percent be down with, I used to not do this, but Meditation, I found, can be really helpful. I just do a really simple meditation, like exercise where I like breathe in, breathe out, and then like count. Um, and I'll do that for like two minutes. Like if I have like a 10 minute break, I'll just do that for like two minutes before like my next meeting. Um, and that's been extremely helpful. It kind of helps calm me down. And I think the other thing is um, finding some hobby that you really enjoy that can help kind of unwind you. So for me, I actually started working out every single day. Well, like six days a week, I would say is what it averages to. But for me, it's just like getting a little bit of cardio in before I go to bed or like lifting some weights has really helped a lot and can like put my mind at ease. So just, I would say just find those little things that you enjoy that can kind of like reset, reset your mind. Definitely. I love those tips. And it's so great to hear that Gusto is providing those tips to their employees as a best way so that everyone feels like themselves in this completely virtual setting. And now let's switch over and jump in to really focus on Gusto. Can you give an overview of who is Gusto to, our, to all our listeners? Yeah, definitely. I think um, if you 
have heard about us, you may just be like, oh, they do payroll. Why would I want to work there? Well, uh, we do more than that. We are a people platform that helps small businesses manage payroll, benefits, uh, 401k, all the things that like we really are kind of that one-stop shop for small businesses. Um, so I think what's really interesting about working at Gusto is that you see, we have like a mission and values that you really see reflected in like our leadership and our, all of the employees here. And I think that kind of sets us apart in a way. And I'm not talking necessarily the product side, but just like the culture and like employer value side. So um, like, we really do care about creating a world where work empowers a better life you'll see that on a lot of material like, oh yeah, that's their mission. Woo. That's how, that's crazy. Like that's out there. How are they ever going to do that? But really when you have a mission as um, big as that, I mean, I think a lot of folks are really on board and, and are really passionate about making that a reality. And I can give you an example of how I've really seen this come to life. So when COVID first hit and, you know, the economy was really shutting down, our employees just organically started spinning up work streams. I'm like, how do we get information about PPP loans? Or how do we get information about the CARES Act? How do we get this information to all of our members, all of our employers on our um, platform so that they can get through this and they can make it out even stronger? So we really just like came together and sort of like pulling out information, making sure that all of our members had access to it. And we even opened up kind of our COVID hub to those that aren't members of Gusto either. So they can still have access to the same things. We had webinars, we're meeting with experts, um, had those recorded for folks. We even have a really amazing legal team that we're able to translate. Once the laws like came out, they were able to translate those and our, our engineers were able to get to work like basically within 24 hours to like implement those changes within our platform. So just, we really do, I think everybody cares about wanting to help and wanting to make the world a better place. Um, so it's just a little bit about Gusto. I, I know that that's kind of, I talked a little bit more about the employee side, but I think that's just something important to note because I think really, if you're going to be, let's say a software engineer, you can be a software engineer pretty much anywhere. But I think being at a company that kind of like reflects your same values and mission, even if it's something that you may not have thought about, like, payroll and benefits, um, I think can still be really rewarding. And we've learned continuously now more than ever that current 18 to 26 year olds are more driven by company values and missions more so than just the job description and, and the benefits, the values and mission or what make that student or recent grad stay at that company and be retained. And I'd love for you to dive in a bit more into this magical culture that you talked about at Gusto that brought you to the company and, and how students will really feel that. Yeah. So for me, um, it really, and I, you're going to hear, if, I'm sure anybody you asked from Gusto is going to say the same thing. And it probably sounds like, what are you guys all reading off a script? But like really, truly, it is the people that we work with. And I really have never worked at a company where everyone is so driven and passionate about what they do and so willing to help each other. Um, our engineering culture in particular is really unique in that um, it's not a competition against each other. It's kind of like you're all competing with each other together because it's like if one person, I guess, quote unquote, loses, like we all lose. So um, really, truly, like even I talked to our interns this past summer and they had said like 
sometimes they would struggle and you know maybe their mentor or their or their manager wasn't available and they would like post a question in one of the engineering Slack channels and someone who wasn't even on the team would reach out like, hey, why don't we just hop over Zoom, let's pair a program together, I'll show you how to do this. Like, it just, people willingly do that with each other at Gusto. Pair programming is a, um, a big part of our engineering culture in particular, but you definitely see that reflected in other teams as well, where folks just want to help each other. We all kind of want the same thing. Um, so I think that's really unique. And also one of the values that was most important to me was transparency. I think at larger companies, sometimes it's harder to get that and not that people are trying to hide it. It's just maybe not as necessary for someone who's not like on the executive suite to have that but like for me um i'm an enfp and so i always think of things in the big picture and i like to know where i'm headed so that i can plan like the best way to get there for me so that was really important and i will say that i was really surprised that as i said transparency is a value but the fact that they really mean it um is incredible like every I think it's bi-weekly we have an all hands meeting during the last few months it kind of changed to weekly and now it's back to bi-weekly but the amount of information they give us about like hey this is where we are these are financials like you know these are the products on the horizon um or product features it's just they're entrusting us as like owners of the company to understand like the impact we're making and where we're headed and that to me has been really important and um makes me feel like i like what I'm doing can make a difference because I, I have that ownership and I have that transparency. It's so great to hear that the structure is, is flat in itself to no matter where the employee is, whether they're an executive and a founder um, or a software engineer coming in, that they're going to know exactly like what you said, that their work is making a difference. And mm -hmm. students, if they're fortunate enough to land an internship at Gusto, what can they expect when they intern at Gusto? Yeah, I mean, I will say this, um, this past summer obviously looked a lot different. So, um, and I joined just after the last summer wrapped up. So I'll do my best to kind of talk about what we have done and where we hope to go. Um, but, you know, we did have a fully remote program, but I think what stood out is for the most part, everybody, like each intern had their own project that they kind of owned from end to end and they worked with their mentor and manager. There's two separate people they had to reach out to for that. Um, and really they kind of like started from the beginning. I think some teams they were given like the specs already and they had kind of this whole breakdown of what to expect. Other folks kind of got to be part of that planning process depending on how in depth the project uh, feature was. And, um, there were two, three groups that were actually were like a team. We had never done that before, but we actually found that to be, um, to work really well. So there was a group of three interns that worked on a really big product feature. And so they were able to get that done together. And then we had two PM um, MBA interns and they worked with an engineering intern on a feature. So that was pretty cool for the PM intern and the engine intern to work together and kind of understand what that um, product life cycle is like. Um, so yeah, it's just, I don't know if any of these features have been released yet. So I don't know if I can specifically talk about them, but I can talk about one previous, from the previous summer, they did um, 
they help with like time off tracking and we hadn't had that feature. So that was like a really big thing that they implemented. We had someone that did um, payroll tax calculators. So if you go on our website, I think it's like gusto.com slash tools. Um, there's a payroll tax calculator so you can calculate for your individual state. And um, previous to that, I think we only had it available for like a handful of states and he was able to build it out for all states. So uh, those are just some like small samples of projects that you might have the opportunity to work on. And then we also do like a leadership speaker series. So you can talk to the different leaders of the company, ask them questions, hear about their their life journey, of course, social events, um, and then just really feeling like part of the team and being part of standups and being able to like ask questions or, um, you know, be part of the discussion on like overall the, the work that your team was doing and, and kind of contributing in that way as well. It's great to hear that students that land the Gusto internship are going to be able to make an impact and speak with executives. Executive buy-in is huge to delivering a meaningful internship experience at the end of the day. Would you have advice as to like how a student could really wow you or wow the team or stand out when they're interning at Gusto? Yeah, there's one thing that I've heard um, kind of time and time again, and I've told this to the interns too, but asking questions is like the number one thing um, that like I always hear either from like a negative or positive, like, oh, they didn't ask enough questions or I was really impressed with like how they weren't afraid to ask questions. So I think there's this, um, I don't know if it's a myth or if it's just what it is, but I feel like as a student and as an engineer, they feel that they have to know everything and they were hired into this internship because they know all these things. And that can be further from the truth. You were hired into this role because of your ability to work with others your ability to collaborate, your ability to learn, and your technical ability. It wasn't just, oh my gosh, like they're going to hit the ground running, they're going to know everything. We don't expect that. As an employer, we expect as your student, you're going to have a lot of questions. So we would prefer you just to ask them <laughs> and not, you know, go down a rabbit hole looking for answers when you could have just reached out to someone and got an answer in five minutes. So I'd say the biggest thing is like, do not be afraid of asking questions. Do not be afraid of failing. I, I talked to her. Um, I think almost every single one of them like broke something at some point that needed like other engineers to get involved and fix. And it's kind of right of passages an engineer, you're going to break something like that's just going to happen. So don't be hard on yourself. Like, don't think you have to be perfect. And again, don't be afraid to ask questions. I think embracing what you don't know and relying on people to help you learn what you don't know is going to set you up for success. Nicole, it's been so great chatting today and learning about Gusto and the company mission going forward and how it trickles down from executives all the way down to interns and students that are fortunate enough to be able to work with the company. Is there anything else or closing remarks that you would want to leave listeners with about the company, the goals of the program at, at all? Ooh, good question. Um, I would say, you know, kind of going back to an earlier point, just be intentional with your job search. And um, I think reach out if you have any questions at all. I know there's a lot of material online, not just for our company, but any company you can really kind of dig in and, and learn more about um, what your ultimate dream company looks like. And um, also know that maybe you have multiple dream companies that you'll get to across your career. So um, again, don't be afraid to ask questions. Don't be afraid to reach out for help. 
and hopefully you'll be excited um, to apply to Gusto as well. And I know we'll be opening our job postings up um, in another week or so here, middle of September. Um, but really just enjoy this time of your life. I know it's scary, but, you know, find things to kind of find things that you enjoy that you can fill your life with, you know. It's been so great speaking, Nicole. Thanks so much for taking the time today. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. What a great conversation with Nicole from Gusto, who gave us insight to their internship program, how to avoid remote work burnout, and so much more. To listen to all of our shows and get updates on future ones, check out our website, theinternshipshow.com. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, we'd love for you to leave a rating or review about the show. This episode was brought to you by Scholars. Scholars amplifies top employer brands to an audience of diverse students from across the country through curated podcasts, blogs, newsletters, and more. Make sure to tune in next time to The Internship Show and have a great day.